Entrepreneurship is part of the American dream, and it is booming. A record 5.4 million new businesses were started last year as workers across the country struck out on their own, searching for a different path to a fulfilling career and economic mobility. But that road isn't always a smooth one for some new business owners who hit roadblocks, such as access to financial capital, lack of a strong social network, and other barriers to success. In this special four-part Work in Progress series, Economic Mobility Through Entrepreneurship, we'll look at those headwinds and solutions. We'll hear directly from entrepreneurs and get advice from leaders in business, education, and government to learn how entrepreneurship can be a fulfilling and profitable career choice and a boon to a community. A lot of people who've never been to Kansas City, Missouri may have some misconceptions about it. I was like, oh God, I'm moving in the middle of like farm country. I pictured it to be just like not cool and not diverse. And I am blown away. It is diverse. It is accepting. That's Jackie Nguyen, the owner of Cafe Cafe, the first Vietnamese coffee shop in Kansas City, Missouri. I met with her and other entrepreneurs in KCMO when I was trying to find out what made the city such a strong incubator for new businesses. Nguyen's journey to business owner started during the COVID shutdown in March 2020. She was an actor based in New York City, and she was on the road touring with Miss Saigon when the pandemic hit. All shows were canceled, and she was stranded in Florida. Someone else was already renting out her New York apartment, so she couldn't go home. And so my partner, who is originally from Kansas City, was like, we should just stay with my parents for a week or two and wait out the pandemic. And that two week waiting period ended up being about two years long. So I just ended up staying in Kansas City. And it felt like, oh my gosh, like there's a lot of diversity here in Kansas City, but not anywhere near the amount that California has or New York has. And I just felt like I didn't have anywhere to hang out. And my mom was like, first of all, I want you to stop crying and complaining because I think that there are other people that feel the same way as you. Why don't you just make that space and create it since it's missing there? That might be something to kind of kill time. And I have always wanted to have my own business, but I didn't really know in what capacity Um, because show business, I was my own business. I had always worked in a coffee shop in between my auditions, in between the things that I would do, like nannying, catering, babysitting, you name it, I would do it in New York. But I always had a job at Starbucks. And so I loved being in a coffee shop. And so I thought, well, why don't I try and explore the idea of coffee? Since coffee is a huge part of my culture, it's something that the grandparents in the family make coffee. The parents in the family makes coffee. They go to a coffee shop all the time and it's it's just integrated into what we do. And so I thought maybe I can create something that can involve the community, but also involve my artistry, my creative you know, need. And I just kind of started selling cups of coffee on the side of the street. And then it started to pick up like momentum. People were like, trying to look for me on the weekends. And so I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna make a bigger investment. I'm gonna buy a coffee cart and do like a food truck. But that was mainly because I, I just needed to make money too. I, I had no auditions. I had no time to, or outlets to like make any type of money off of theater because theater was shut down. It just kind of took off. 
the coffee cart was so successful that this year she took the next step, opening a brick-and-mortar shop. But that takes more capital. She entered every pitch competition she could and ended up winning two of the city's major business contests, which gave her some seed money. I think the, the folks of Kansas City saw that there was a need for something like this as well, just because there was no coffee shop that was owned by an Asian woman, no coffee shop that predominantly featured any Vietnamese coffee or any type of Asian flavors. There was no coffee shop that specifically wanted to hire from marginalized communities. So I kind of came in and shook up the coffee scene in, in Kansas City. But I feel very lucky that the community like really took me in and welcomed me with open arms. Kansas City is the kind of place you can start a small business, even if you have to do it yourself, like Nguyen did. But there's also plenty of help, including incubators, contests, and even local leaders who encourage startups. We'll be exploring some of those avenues and talking to those people later in this episode. There's no other city that I've been to that supports local and small businesses like Kansas City. Nguyen didn't know it at the time, but she picked one of the best places to start a business. In 2016, Convene Magazine ranked Kansas City, Missouri in the top 20 cities to start a business in the U.S. It also ranks high in other categories, top five for good pay and affordable housing, second best city for jobs, and the fourth most cultured city in the nation. The engine of the KCMO economy is small business startups, and the city is doing everything it can to encourage them. Very few dollars into entrepreneurship actually goes a very long way. Compare that to a billion dollar real estate property tax incentive, where really you're only getting those 4,000 jobs and they usually don't balloon or grow anymore. That's Mayor Quentin Lucas. I met him at an event for Launch KC, an organization that helps fund tech startups with high potential. Through an annual grant competition, they invest half a million dollars in pre-seed and seed stage companies that relocate to downtown Kansas City. Launch KC is funded through the state of Missouri and the Kansas City community including individuals, businesses, foundations, and the Missouri Technology Corporation. Mayor Lucas tells me Launch KC is just one way the city is stimulating business activity and creativity. Another is a city sales tax that primarily helps startups in the black community. The goal is to give entrepreneurs with ambition and vision a little help, because when they succeed, the city prospers. Development isn't just taking whatever comes to you and saying, all right, we'll find a way to expand the giant department store. It's instead saying, how can we be as diversified as possible, both in businesses and the people who are represented within them? And more than anything, how do we help them grow and survive? That's been the Kansas City, I think, secret sauce. And frankly, it's something that continues to grow for our region long term. You know, when I go to events like the Launch KC event that I'm attending tonight, you see everyone here. Leaders, the mayor, top business people, people who just have come up with an idea yesterday and are saying, hey, what should I do? Students, seniors, really everyone is represented. And I don't think that there is a market in America that is more accessible, that is less patriarchal, that is less kind of closed. At the Launch KC event, I also spoke with the founder of one of the winning companies. Risa Stein's See and Me helps people create custom digital profiles that allow others to see them as the unique individuals they are. These profiles can be used across many settings, and they can be easily modified and updated. The user gets notified when anybody accesses their profile or the profile they've created for a vulnerable loved one. 
I'm a clinical psychologist by training. I have lots of friends with vulnerable children, and I have a grandfather who died of Alzheimer's. So from my perspective as a psychologist, as a parent, and as a design thinker, I noticed a convergence of pain points and wanted to address them. I didn't see a digital profile out there that enabled parents to share what makes their vulnerable loved ones unique. And so that's where I started. And now we're working with United Healthcare to enhance that and expand it to include HIPAA covered information so that anyone can get care from anyone else in any setting. Like Nguyen, who we met earlier, Stein didn't start out as a business owner. In fact, she had a long career in academia. It's to my advantage to also have a husband who's extraordinarily supportive of this and to have the wisdom of having a clinical career, an academic career, and a full parenting career. All of those things have fed into my developing C and me. I always thought businesses were cutthroat and competitive, and so it was a little trepidatious in going out into the business world. But what I've realized is that because Kansas City is just the right size, it's not too big to be overpowering, but it's not so small that you can't get anywhere. Everybody knows everybody, and it's the perfect place to create connections. Everybody's been very welcoming and very helpful. While in Kansas City, I had an opportunity to visit another event, a mixer hosted by Casey Sourcelink to kick off Global Entrepreneurship Week in the city. A couple hundred entrepreneurs in various stages of their careers gathered and mingled at the Chicken and Pickle in North Kansas City. Casey Sourcelink is a program out of the University of Missouri, Kansas City's Innovation Center, and it's been around for almost two decades. It was started during the major shock of the aftermath of the dot-com bubble burst to help eliminate some of the challenges for people who wanted to start businesses by connecting them to sources of funding, mentorship, and to each other. I interviewed the host of the event, Michael Carmona, the Senior Director of Regional Ecosystem Development for Casey Sourcelink. I asked him how the organization helped to fuel new business creation in the city. We follow this model that Maria Myers, our founder, created so many years ago of connecting people to the right resources at the right time. We get folks from our community who reach out to us with ideas of starting or growing a business. And they have these aspirations to get started or move forward, but they know very little of where to go, what the process looks like, who to talk to, you know, in any space, that network that you have is very important in order to move forward and gain opportunities. So a lot of the work that we do is in managing relationships, not just with people in the community, but also folks who support entrepreneurs, whether it be through their nonprofit organizations, through for-profit organizations that are looking to be more supportive of community members, university resources, and then also foundations and other groups that in some way have an impact on the local entrepreneurship space here in KC. So we refer to all of that work as ecosystem building, entrepreneurial ecosystem building, and making sure that we are driving and supporting the needs of, of all folks in the space in order to help support Kansas City in its initiative to be the most entrepreneurial city in America. The COVID pandemic has spurred many more people to start their own businesses, especially in underserved communities. Carmona says that's brought a greater need to access help. 
The pandemic, of course, really demonstrated the need to be more intentional in supporting some of our most disadvantaged businesses. A lot of what you're starting to see is this idea that not just small businesses, but also micro enterprises really being key pieces to community development and neighborhood preservation, building neighborhoods, communities, and, and so forth. And what's fascinating about Kansas City and the region is that during the pandemic and even now still, you are seeing more and more be invested into the small businesses and uh, especially the micro enterprises. So understanding that by impacting these businesses and providing support to them, you're also providing support to families, you're providing support to those communities where those businesses are located. While in Kansas City, I also spent an afternoon at the open office space at the Porterhouse KC, which mentors would-be business owners in underrepresented communities, supporting them with information and contacts, and importantly, money. Porterhouse recently partnered with J.P. Morgan Chase to give grants to the most promising local entrepreneurs. We try to be a bridge. You know, there's a lot of gaps in access. Our goal is to try to fill those access gaps. Dan Smith is the co-founder of the Porterhouse KC and oversees its day-to-day operations. So we've formed some relationships with the Kansas City Chamber, the, our large chamber of commerce. They actually created this access to capital task force. We were like, hey, we want to be involved in this. And so one of the ways that we were able to do that was this access to capital committee, they actually uh, recruited a lot of bankers from various banks around the, the city. They convened like maybe once every other month, you know, and one of the solutions was, hey, let's get some of these bankers in the same room as some of these entrepreneurs so they can have open dialogue. And these entrepreneurs can talk about their need, what they do, and the bankers can learn more about them and maybe provide, you know, some more insight on that end and pull the shade from over whatever this, this looks like and make it more real for the entrepreneurs that we serve. And so we actually got the opportunity to host that one of those sessions here uh, where we had maybe representatives from five different banks. And then we had four or five of our entrepreneurs pitch to them. And then there was just an open dialogue and uh, we circled up. So it wasn't like a panel where, you know, you got the banks looking at the people. We were actually all intertwined together. A lot of that is just to try to reduce it as many anxieties and fears and, and things as we can and normalize what this thing is. And because a lot of the folks that we serve are not in these rooms often. And it's demystifying what entrepreneurship is for them. Smith says Porterhouse targets more mature business owners, people who have established businesses and want to grow, and people with other careers wanting to start their own companies. We do better with folks that actually have established businesses, right? Not, I have a great idea. Between six months to three to four years is kind of our sweet spot as, as it relates to business ownership. So age-wise, we actually like it when it's a diverse group because it allows them to like mesh and network and learn each other and work with each other and play off of each other. While I was hanging out with Smith, learning about the organization, I also had the chance to meet three entrepreneurs who stopped by the gathering space. I am John O'Reilly, and I'm the founder of Aya Coffee and Books. 
I really believe in the power of physical space and third places. And because of the way that Kansas City is segregated and historically has been that way for a very long time, I still want to put my shop in a community that is underserved. I shouldn't have to travel 25 minutes to go hang out at a coffee shop with my friends. Like there should be one that is much closer, right? Because coffee shops are not only a place where you go to get your caffeine hit, but it's a place of community building and ideas exchange. Our neighborhoods deserve that as well. So that is really um, a sticking point for me and my business in terms of where I want to go. I think Kansas City is a place where there is just so much genuine support for no matter what you want to do. Like if you start talking, I tell people like open up your mouth and talk about your idea and somebody will at least say, hey, I know of a resource or hey, I know you should go talk to this person. And there's such a huge spirit of collaboration, especially for I see like black and brown entrepreneurs who are like, really like digging in deep to even with limited resources, support each other and build their businesses and also give back to the community, which I love. And Kansas City is home. My name is Cameron Martin. I'm the co-owner of Love is Keys, a restaurant, food and desserts innovations. We have a unique concept. We have, we serve breakfast, brunch and desserts, but not your traditional breakfast. All of our um, sandwiches and most things are on a, a cake waffle. It's more from Southern cuisine and that we kind of bring that Southern love, we kind of bring it to the Midwest. I've seen support through neighbors. I've seen support through different businesses, City Hall. It's like an open highway to be able to become an entrepreneur. So many grants and, and loans and things that you can and classes. I, uh, the gift program is another place that you can, if you don't have any business at all, you can take a seven week course and become one. There's so much support here that is 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 crazy not to be an entrepreneur if you know if you didn't want to be. We've partnered with the Amherst Place. It's not too far from where our location is. It's um actually for people that's trying to get rehabilitated back into the community. Uh, they might have went through you know mental health problems or you know just getting released from jail or you know just things like that to kind of get reintegrated into the community and be able to find work and stuff like that. Truman, they have a mental health part where people might have a, di a disability or things like that, but they're still more than capable of working. We try to give those people the opportunity to be able to have a job. My name is Cynthia Fales, and I'm the founder of LaunchCrate Publishing. We are a publishing company that is intent on flipping the publishing industry on end, and we do that in a variety of ways. One, through the lens of publishing services, so helping by coaching other authors who are interested in going from an idea to a print-ready book uh, and self-publishing it themselves. One-stop shop along the way, whether it's cover design, editing services, interior design of the book. The other avenue that we use um, is traditional publishing. And our difference lens on it is making sure that creatives are fairly compensated. So instead of the traditional split where it's 10% to uh, the writer or the author, and then the rest to the publishing company, we flipped it so that it's 60% to the author or the creative. So if it's author-illustrator combo, they, they're splitting 30% each, and then 40% to the publisher. Kansas City is really connected 
you know, they talk about six degrees of separation in Kansas City. It's likely about two or three degrees of separation, especially in the entrepreneurial community. I think everybody just wants to see each other win. That was John O'Reilly, Cameron Martin, and Cynthia Fales, three entrepreneurs I met at the Porterhouse KC. By the way, Martin stopped by because he is one of the first winners of the grants that Porterhouse is giving out with J.P. Morgan Chase, and he was picking up his check. He tells me he will use his $15,000 to hire more workers from underserved communities at his restaurant. The entrepreneurs I met were from a wide variety of backgrounds and ethnicities, and their businesses were as diverse as the city. Earlier, you heard Mayor Quentin Lucas say diversity, in terms of businesses and the people who opened them, is the city's secret sauce in building a thriving community of entrepreneurs. Cultivating that diversity and nurturing it takes some work. That's where an organization like the Northeast Kansas City Chamber of Commerce comes in. It's located on Independence Street, which, if you've never been there, is like taking a trip around the world. Whether it be clothing or food or a gallery of wonderful things to be able to experience and never have to leave the Northeast. Restaurants are really a phenomenal staple here in the Northeast. We just recently did the International Marketplace Taste and Tour and did a hop-on, hop-off to about 14 different restaurants and coffee shops. It was a day-long event that you ended up going home with enough food for the week. Bobby Baker is the president and CEO of the Northeast Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. She explains that immigrants and refugees who settled in the northeast part of the city, mainly because of very affordable rents, have been thriving. And businesses they've started have led to economic mobility for themselves and others in the community. Those same folks stayed. And they stayed because there is a piece, a taste of their home, if you will, here, where folks tend to really get to know one another, embrace one another, and take care of one another. And that's why they stay. They've started their businesses to be able to serve one another. That's kind of where we come in and say, there are so many others out there that once they know about you, you'll be serving them as well. Baker says that instead of looking for jobs with companies outside the neighborhood they live in, many in this region decided to make their own opportunities. Most of our businesses are truly small businesses. They are family businesses. They don't really have employees other than one another. So the kids are coming in and working after school. The parents are coming in bright and early in the mornings and getting things up and running and to take a nap in the afternoon once the kids get there and then come back for the evening business. Truly small businesses that are improving their economic viability, but also a stabilizing factor for the rest of their community. I think one of the things that we do and one of the most important things that we do is weaving the community, residents and businesses together, supporting one another. As we try to do that, one of the things that we have found is it takes seven touches a minimum of seven touches just to get the ear of someone who might be interested in how they can better engage in the community. That's one of the things that I think we are very good at with our businesses. To continue to do that only makes them stronger. And that's what we want to achieve out of it is to make our businesses stronger because our businesses also live in this community. 
So as we make businesses stronger, that makes their family stronger, that makes their neighborhood stronger. And we shall be a stronger community when we're done. According to Baker, not only do these businesses in the northeast part of the city serve as an economic engine, but they also contribute to the diversity of KC Mole, one of the things that makes it a growing international business powerhouse right in the middle of the country. You've been listening to the fourth and final episode of Work in Progress, Economic Mobility Through Entrepreneurship. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, Editor-in-Chief of Working Nation. This series was produced in partnership with the Ewing Marion Kaufman Foundation.